And we're back with another episode of Anime While Black Podcast. I'm your host, Regina Moretto. And I am so excited because I am here with my bestie and my sis, Robin Medina, also known as MUA Black Swan. She is a blur, not even an undercover blur, but like for real, like this is who I go to talk to about DC, Marvel, about comic books. We analyze the hell out of everything. We get into like the political overtones, undertones. Like this is my good Judy. Everything. Yes, yes, everything, <laughs> everything. So I am so excited to finally have her in the studio. Thank you for having me. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's been a long time coming. Very. Um, it's like we always have good content off camera, so yes. I'm glad we're able to share it with everybody else. Share the shenanigans. And I promise to be as uncut as I am off camera, <laughs> on camera. Um, I want to keep it as real as possible yes. because, you know, we all think the same things. We're watching them certain shows. and mm -hmm. I'm happy to be here. What are, what are, what are whisper? We're, we're, it's, it's podcast. So I mean, sometimes you got to say the quiet part. You got to say the loud part quiet. Say it with your chest. You know what I'm saying? ASMR okay, episode. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, being what's, us. What's, being us. Okay, so. I'm going to let Robin lead gonna... the whole thing today. Like, you can, like, do this and, like, I'll interact with you this is fine oh, okay so um we have so many things that we can touch up on but today i wanted to go into love death and robots um i am a big fan of this show first season blew my mind away yes. honestly it was funny because i actually thought it was like a jason to black mirror i, I did too yeah, i literally thought it beginning. was like a compliment to black mirror i thought it was an animated anthology intro. yeah Thank like you. to go with it like it, the way they set it up was very much like these uh hmm i can't think of the proper term but it's just like it's segued after like black mirror finished and they filled the void with love death robots which has you examining the human condition through like the lens of futuristic like where society will go and i mean it, it's just perfect in that yeah. regards and I, I liked it because of the deeper concepts it made you really question um and rethink um social norms and yes. um that's the same thing that black mary gave it me. does but going more into the, the robots um you know they just came out with season two yes thank you thank you love different robots for you know we needed it we we were thirsting for it um but we also know you guys rushed a little bit and we could tell that um there was a little bit of lacking there were 18 episodes in the first season and then y'all gave us what a measly eight um was it yes eight or ten it was lacking. They cut the like the long the length of the episodes too. Most of your episodes were averaging. Go ahead, be accurate. We'll wait. I, I like while she's looking that up. We actually um, like the last season had like about eighteen episodes, and the average runtime of an episode was usually between fifteen to seventeen minutes. So you're getting some good hang time. Now they're like what eleven minutes at most, eleven to thirteen episode. Yeah, um, they shortchanged us with that whole COVID thing. Um, yeah, and then on top of it, I feel like first season's concepts were just way intense way 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 more like no holds bars like they did not hold back at all um they touched like, on so many things and, like and, just and then also i don't i don't know if it is where um i don't know where the the edge left but the first one it was mm -hmm. you have to brace yourself like the first episode where yeah. it was about um sexual assault yeah and um the symbolism in it when it was you know the the woman becoming a um she what, what would you call it like a synthetic being because yeah. we came up, she put her being into another a spoilers. Her consciousness. I'm sorry, spoilers this episode will have spoilers because we gotta yes. get into it but this is first season so if you haven't seen it that, that, that's you should be watching it to catch up before you watch the second one. i mean they can be viewed independently but to get the vibe and why we're complaining or even discussing it you need to watch season one but she put her consciousness into um another into that what was that like a let's they call were, it a droid a they cyber were fighting um a fighting mecha so let's switch okay. over to anime terminology it was a fighting mecha and so i love that episode it was actually the fourth episode sony's edge but I which is literally my favorite episode um because the the ending was absolutely amazing yes yes um 
And okay, so so we won't spoil the ending, but basically in that particular episode, Sony's Edge, you meet this character that's in the like a kind of in the future, and I'm assuming this is off planet, and the culture there is like people use these, um, they merge their consciousness with these big fighting droids or cyborgs or mechas, and um, she's pretty much undefeated. And so also hers is like organic too, because some people are using the metal ones, they're using monsters, and so um, she's fighting, and it's like a fight to the death, and all of these different people are coming in. It's like kind of like... I want to say black market, undercover kind of thing. And she wins all these fights. Not only that, she's a female in this space that even in the future is very heavily male dominated and she's winning. And they're kind of a little bit cruel about it too, because when she's interacting in her human form, um, she's given off very much that, uh, what's her name? Um, Rose, the, the girl that's like really famous. Oh, um, you know what I mean? Something Rose. Um, Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose. Mm. She's very much like a, a like a digital version of Ruby Rose. And it's like, it's super hot. Like, but Ruby Rose, like on a whole nother note, like they're giving her acting roles that she shouldn't get because she doesn't have the range and she sucked. And she didn't take any acting classes. But segueing back. <laughs> we digress. But at the end of the day, long story short, um, they do use, they they bring up her assault. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And basically, um, victim blame and shame her. She uses that as her edge. And then at the end of the episode, you realize that's why um, she wins because she actually is putting her life on the line. Every single time. Like, it's for her, it's definitely a fight to the death because um, she is in her assault, she lost her body. And so when she's fighting through this mecca, like everybody else is putting their consciousness into it. Her body, her. Her being was transferred into that monster. And so the the person that's interacting with people, the humanoid, is actually, that's her alter ego. That's her, like, the real her is that monster that's out there fighting to the death. The injuries are real. Everything, and she's, this is her coping mechanism through being the victim of this severely fucked up um, form of sexual assault and rape mm-hmm. and abuse that she went through and I love the symbology of like every time she enters the ring, she's fighting for her life, um, putting her body on the line. Like, and then also um, um, the whole idea. I think a lot of people have different interpretations of it, but I appreciated it because as a victim of sexual assault, you do go into um, a certain um, a different shell. Mm-hmm. It's like you're a whole different person, and then in that in that. And that episode, it was just like you becoming a whole different shell of a person. And some people, it does crumble them, which is normal. And um, some people, it does think in your shell. It's just, you know, it in the victim, in the, in the person who is the victim of the crime, um, it does put you in a different mindset. And then that's why I could appreciate it because it was like she became a whole different person. And that's what that does being. to you it turns you into a whole different being. And so that's why the ending of the episode was so gratifying. I feel like it was also low-key empowering because... It was extremely empowering. Yeah, she took ownership of her body through that Yeah, because I, I became a warrior. Mm-hmm. After this, you tried to break me, and I became a and when and like when we peeped like so throughout the story when that other like so there's this girl that is like I guess she's kind of like the kept girl that was like working for the guy who runs the whole thing and yeah, how she was trying to she seduce even- her <laughs> and like and try to like still because like everybody's after our character our fake Ruby Roses um her mecca like because remember they wanted to buy it from her or they wanted her to like no they wanted her fake to, a lose they wanted to um to, to to sell it and like they wanted to enslave they it. wanted her to drop the fight yeah, yeah they wanted her to, to lose the they fight. wanted to control her and her body mm-hmm. and like i feel like that was a symbology like by them at like being like well you're gonna like either you're gonna like um throw the fight and we pay you or you're yeah. gonna throw the fight and mm-hmm. we take your your droid your mecca or whatever yeah. and and like, just we're not gonna spoil that ending, but watch it because she gets her it's best revenge and was like, I, I peeped it. My absolute she peeped it from episode. a long mile away, which happens when you your mindset, you're used to people preying on you. You already see it ahead of time, and that's what and maneuvered all of these people 
it was just good. It was yeah. so good. It was amazing. Yeah, you become a whole different beast after that. What's another favorite episode you have from season one? Um, um, it's kind of. I really didn't get any meaning from it, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was no, I, it was. I think it was. Par- it was drift. It was something drift. I don't want to tell you the wrong name. I'm gonna look it up. But it was the one about the guy. He was in space. Hmm. And then he wound up finding out that he was actually imprisoned on a planet. And then um, the the actual alien feeding off of them. Yes, that then, one. The spiders. Then, yeah. Uh, oh my god. So yes. it just it just was very unexpected. It was very unexpected, but I did enjoy it. The ending horrified me, which I enjoyed very I much. I love it. And then that's why I like season one so much more than season two because because I feel like they it were in so depth, they were so it. deep, and like there was a reoccurring theme which was transcendence and like consciousness. Blue. Blue. I was gonna bring that one up next. Like I love that episode. That's literally my favorite. That was my favorite episode. I did. That was the only one. I As he dismantled himself. Yeah, okay, so they set there. up that one. That was a very good story. So. Um, there's an episode called Blue, mm-hmm. and no, it was called Indigo Blue. It was a special name for that blue square, I, for that I, blue tile. Mm-hmm. So she's gonna look it up. But there's like, because then I want to be incorrect. Basically, in the future, there is this like ima- amazing, elusive artist, and all like all he does is he um he paints this blue square, and it became like especially when it gets to like I said out of this world, extraterrestrial stuff, off planet. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Zima, Zima Blue. Zima Blue. Zima Blue. It was the last episode. It was a beautiful episode. Ten minutes long, but it was there was no fat in the episode at, at all. all. Every moment. Every was moment. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so the setup for that one is that there is this artist, and like his artwork is this blue square, mm-hmm. and as he gets bigger and bigger of like where he wa- what he's doing with his artwork it's putting this blue square he's put it on a planet he put it on like an asteroid belt like so it, that's his mark and like you know everybody's like oh it's so deep it's so amazing blah 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 and it's so funny because like they're trying to make it so much more complex than the simple the simple symbology of that blue square to him is he is this it's his he, beginning it's his beginning and it became his end and about like even just who he was as a being like he was just this like extremely evolved being you know this extremely evolved consciousness and when he talks about his creator you're thinking you know metaphysical and stuff like that and then the simplicity his creator was literally a let's say a person this little and I loved her little Afro puffs in the black. Like it was a little black yeah. alien person. Like we we can go off planet. We exist outside. Like don't let sci-fi tell you that once you know the future happens, black people don't exist anymore. Because like that's you know growing up is like oh so in the future black people um don't exist because you know you got aliens and everything. And you don't have any chocolate people, no melanin people. Anyway, so. <laughs> Her, she was an extreme genius and inventor, mm-hmm. but she created mm-hmm. this little robot to clean her pool and to fix her pool. Yes. And it was making these little, put these little blue tiles. And so um, he loved his creator. He had one task. And so she updated this little robot who had the one task, replacing these blue tiles to have a consciousness and so much more. And he evolved into a point where he transplanted his consciousness and everything to a new body and an organic body at that. And then, you know, his, his artistic creativity and all these different things, he understood what we would call the human condition or what it means to be alive and real and appreciated it. And at the same time, and had lived hundreds of years, remember? Mm -hmm. And then he goes back to this state of where in the end, he was like, this is my final art piece. This is my final exhibit. And he literally had reconstructed a pool mm-hmm. and like at, like as his art, his final art piece was to dismantle, disassemble himself back to his original form, which was the little robot that puts the blue tile in the pool. And I think that was, was a great beautiful. thing between the, the parallels between um, when you're born and when you die, because you do reverberate back to and meaning yeah because you know when you're when you're a baby you know you have very simple tasks um people take care of you 
Um, you start with a clean slate. Tabula rasa. And then, you know, when you are at in the end of your days, you were right, right back to that, you know. Um, yes. You, your body basically breaks down deteriorates and he yes. chose to and, and it was it, and it was, beautiful. it was beautiful it was beautiful and um i i appreciate anything that actually puts beauty to um death because i don't feel like death is the end i feel like death is actually a part of life it's the next cycle it's the next cycle and um it's it is the unknown is scary but i do feel like since it's a part of life we shouldn't fear the unknown but there's so many things as humans that we start that can in a sense, be considered the unknown, like first day of school, going yeah. to college, entering into relationships, meeting people, starting a new job, starting a new business. There's so many risks and so many things. unknowns. Mm -hmm. And then also how we try to associate purpose with our existence. He spent a lot of time contemplating purpose. Oh, where's my phone? Okay. We'll edit that part. So okay. Don't worry. <laughs> Okay. But finding purpose and mm -hmm. after like he spent he said, you know, kind of he spent his whole life wondering what his purpose was mm -hmm. and then just in like the us. end to return just to like his us. purpose. His mm -hmm. purpose was putting that little blue square there. Like uh that's so beautiful. Yeah. So if, beautiful. If we could just break down life to be that simple yeah. right now. Here's your purpose. What is our purpose? To breathe. <laughs> <laughs> to exist, honestly. To be happy, to live, to live our lives. To live and let live. Whatever you think your purpose is. But yeah, the first, the first um season. The first volume. The first volume. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Brilliant. Um, they had a stunning, visually stunning. Absolutely amazing creators on there. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Like um Great the episode writers. where the um where the lady witnessed the the murder and then it cycled back around. I love that episode too. That won an award. Um mm -hmm. Oh my goodness the the girl that was on Orange Is New Black that episode was that amazing. episode too with her being the fighter pilot yes that was very very good um, that was Pusse right yeah that was Pusse yes, that was Pusse I love that one um but so going into season two yes that um with this very high expectation because you know going into volume one and that season oh, one go, going into Volume two, I had very high expectations, even though volume two um, was incredible compared to volume one. I was disappointed. It didn't compare it at didn't. all. I didn't feel like they pushed it. I no. felt like um, they played it a little more safe. Um, I don't even think they played it safe. I feel like they had some submissions. And they said, <laughs> <laughs> this will work. Mm, this is what we got. This will work. Yeah. Maybe they were pressed for time. Maybe COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really I, I'm going to blame it on COVID because when you like how we are getting into all of these episodes and like there was a conscious theme, there was like, you know, beautiful transitions between between there were very few episodes that were similar in art style in season one. Oh. Absolutely. Season two, different. they went hard in the pink with the CGI video game style. Like it just got it was it was very it was humanoid CGI. One, you had. 2D. You had 3D. You had mm -hmm. 4D. You had anime style with it's, the Kitsune episode with the uh, the fox with the nine tails. The one with Dracula. Yes. I mean, I, I don't know black. I don't not Black Mirror. Oh, um, I don't. I don't know what Love Death and Robots. I don't know what happened between volumes. I know COVID what? hit hard, Indeed. but I mean, you're. I don't know how the process works because I'm thinking you're reaching out to creators individually and they're able to work on their own time. And their own workspaces, and then be able to submit the episodes. So I don't, I I thought they would be going in because I thought that they would be able to have more time to, I I don't know, I, I I don't know. I was just very You're sitting on a plethora of creatives out here that are just creating stories. Y'all talked about sexual assault. Y'all talked about religion. You talked about um, gender. You talked about future. You talked about race. You talked about roles. You talked about computers and purpose and like metaphysical things the meaning of life yes and oh yeah the three robots the first episode with yeah yes so what happened yes what happened where's the line between ai and humanity so many good themes which is why we thought it was like kind of part of like black mirror and yeah because they hit it they hit it hard they hit it hard and um, it was just like 
a lot to be desired in volume two. Like, let's see. So the first one in volume two was automated call service. That was the name of that episode. And it gave me Wally vibes. Like all it, the humans it gave were me old psychotic. seniors. Just vibes. like the robots were doing everything for them. They were like extremely stoic and not even participating in real life day to day. Like, you know, feeding, they're not feeding themselves. And it just shows a society that has become dependent on robots and like, you know, that underlying fear we have of them overpowering us because then they basically a Roomba, a futuristic version of a Roomba, this little elderly lady, she's in her house. It, um, spoilers. It, yeah, spoilers, spoiler alert all day long. She, it, she moved her picture of her and her dog or was it her and her husband? Anyway, it was her dog, her picture. Um, that's on display on her like curio cabinet, kind of a little bit akimbo to the side and the Roomba moved it back centered. She's like, and she moves it again and it had the nerve to have an attitude and malfunction and was just like, nah, bitch centered. And so like, because of that, it like went into this default mode of annihilate everything in the home. Why would that even be programmed in? Like who fucking wrote that? Like who would code that realistically? Like destroy everything. So the the rest of the episode, excuse me for gleeping. No, you're fine. The, the, like the rest of the episode is her trying to get away from this like sadistic. Yeah, maniacal murder bot. Murder bot that's gonna kill her and her dog. I feel like I feel then like when she calls the call service. The call service was just like, Says, well, throw your this, dog at it. Yeah, the call service didn't give her no ultimatums, really. They weren't helpful. Just like actual call services, we find out. And it's a lot like of six times. Six hour wait. Six hour wait. <laughs> oh, sorry. You want to fix your phone? You're going to have to buy a new phone. We can't fix that. You know, it's that. But you it want your just, robot to not murder you? Throw your dog at it so you can escape. But that episode was so underwhelming. I just. It was. It was mm. terrible. It was terrible. I mean, I think they tried to also patronize us as women by having like the neighbor come to rescue her. And then she <laughs> saved herself. I, I I peeped that. I was like, that's patronizing. Like she was her own hero. Mm. Oh, you felt like it was a little. Yes. They were pandering to. Pandering. Look, women, you can save yourselves. You don't need a hero to come rescue you. Um, let me see what else. <laughs> let me see what else. It was um I'm trying to look through what was actually my favorite episode. If I even had any. Um We had what was that? Ice? <gasps> oh. The Drowned Giant. I would have to say the last, the last one. one. Okay, tell I would me have how to you felt that. about that one. Um, it was it made me oh goodness. There was I think two I fell ways. Asleep I took on it. It. You did? Oh, it was still good. I liked it because um, I took it two ways. I took it as um, when we're desensitized to um, death, um, when it's on display, mm, especially like in other the media. people's death, like other people's death. That's nothing to do with me. Basically, we turn actual people into um, almost like um, um, oh, we monetize them. We we enter their entertainment to us. We monetize and politicize them because, like us as black people, coming off of the heels of yeah, yeah, absolutely, as and opposed to exactly. And then the second way I took the episode mm -hmm. was when it came to um, marine life, mm -hmm. um, and how um, a lot of it's um, unknown, and these animals are majestic, mm -hmm. and they should be um, valued and respected. Um, and then when we see them wash up, we uh, we put them in SeaWorld. Um, we basically let them die slowly. Um, that is. Did you watch my octopus teacher? No, I watched, um, what was that one that made me cry? It was the whale one that was on Netflix that uh, I was talking black, about. Blackfish? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Was it Blackfish? I think blackfish? it was Blackfish. Have you heard of it, Latif? You know what you're talking about? The one like about SeaWorld and like getting rid of SeaWorld? Their most famous killer whale that they forced to mate. And uh, oh, it was, a, it was a whole bunch of stuff. But anyway, yeah. Ugh. So anyway, that's when, you know, like it's. Yeah. It's, it's animal cruelty. And then, um, so when the man watched up, it's like something that was very majestic and that it should be respected because it's part of nature. And then people were walking on it, putting sand. I did fall on asleep him. on that one, but I saw it like the big Gulliver's Travels, big, huge ass human. And they were like, based on, you know, his appearance, if we were comparing him to a human, we would say he was a young, blah, blah, blah. And I love that. In the episode, it went from being majestic. And um, to a tourist attraction, to to basically um, completely um, a sideshow, 
yeah, they they use his his parts as uh, decor. Um, mm. it, it was, mm. yeah. So you know, and that's what we do Intense. with with majestic, beautiful creatures of the world. You know, they they should be. Um, we sell it. We you know sell it, and then you know they cut their feet off and sell it as you know, and body parts and all of those things. You know, because it's because it's cute. Mm. And I want a new coat. So yeah, it was um. It was a lot to unpack in the episode. I really do like it. I know I'm probably doing it in layman's terms. I'm probably I'm pretty sure there's okay. some scholar somewhere that's like you know, um, or a, 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 a film student that could really <laughs> hint hint. But um, that's it. that's what I got from the episode. I really, <laughs> <laughs> but I did I. You're going to watch the show because you're going to really get into it and it's really good. Watch volume one. Watch no, no, volume no, 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 one no. because you'll enjoy if you're, it. If you're going to watch it, watch volume two first, then go into volume one. Ooh. And then you'll appreciate. The, you'll appreciate. You'll appreciate the, the, the storytelling, the cinematography, the um, the artwork. You'll appreciate volume one so much more after watching volume two. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. Um. I'm looking at it right now. I completely forgot about it, mm-hmm. but um, it was good. Pop Squad. Yes. Where they're talking about the um, killing of the babies. I thought that, now that one I feel like was the one that held the most weight out of that the whole season. That could have been in volume one. That could have been in volume stood, one. It, yes. Yeah. It definitely could. Because so. that one I was like, excuse me? Yes. But it also kind of, I feel like low key. I feel like it was a pro-life ad. Just a little bit. I feel like it. Mm. I I feel like it was a pro life ad, just a little bit. Fetus deletus. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not I, fe- I feel kids. like no, I'm just even... <laughs> I and do. then my evil laugh. Wow. Um, yeah, I do just a little bit. I feel like because I, like hmm. not having kids was selfish. Um, it increased quality of life. Um, hmm. and but then it was like if you do have kids, it gives you feeling. It gives you substance. Um, it makes you want to live. So it did. It made me feel like it was a little bit of pro-life ad. Just a little bit. Huh. Um, because, you know, it was just like. And then it made everybody who didn't want to have kids seem so evil and selfish. It did. You're right. And it's like they live up in the clouds and they live for hundreds of years. They're rich. The life is extended. Uh, it just seemed very selfish. And the lady, she was like. for the creators. If, yeah. If I was going to live forever, I would let you get me pregnant. And then he was she like. She did say what? that. Yeah. I was like, she petty. Spoilers. Major like, spoilers. If I didn't live forever, I'd let you get me pregnant. Like. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> ma'am. Even ma'am. <laughs> you can't even sing that good. Girl, calm down. Yes. And it was just like, girl, like, but and even it like just the like the implication, but I feel like that goes back to let's let's remove the pro-life context and talk about this. Humans, we and this is going metaphysical and spiritual, you know, that mm-hmm. wavelength and vibes. I feel like we, when we create and we have kids, it's the thing of us that lasts after we're gone. And so it kind of is in that sense, like you can look at the duality of like me also having just, you know, lost my mom, but Mm -hmm. I know that she lives on through me. Like her legacy is me. She's still living because I'm still living. So in a sense, she is living forever because yeah. as long as I live and breathe and then my kids and then going further and further and further, we are living, you know, like our ancestors continue to get to live through us. We get to, in a way, finish their work, mm-hmm. you know, um, the things that they wanted and and what, they, you know, like we think we're doing things that we want to do when we're actually doing things. And this is just a spiritual thing, spiritual me talking, like Mm -hmm. we're moved into these paths because these we're finishing the work of the people before us. So Mm -hmm. our goals and dreams are not almost not even our own, especially as African-American people, people of color, black people, brown people, Mm -hmm. et cetera. But back to that situation where they did kind of position and especially her as a woman, like, because she didn't have kids, she's able to achieve all of this. And I think about that because when we talk about male-female dynamics, let's just talk about in a binary system because I'm all about the spectrum and 
at a minimum five genders and all of that, which was acceptable in other cultures before colonization, but we're not going to get into a history lesson. But when it comes to that and those roles, it's like, what is the benefit for a woman to get married or even have children? As opposed to a man, like when he marries a woman, he's getting a, a home, like he's getting someone that he can put his seed into and will make something out of it. Like it's like now people now, like anything that you give, and this is me being all about women and women empowerment, anything you give us, we're going to nurture and it's going to be fruitful. We're going to, it's like, you give me a house, I'm going to make a home. If you give me some food, I'm going to make a meal. If you give me you know, whatever, then children. So, but what do men give us? And especially like thinking about that and examining that in this generation mm -hmm. that is uniquely for us. Cause no, it's no longer the days of like caveman time or stuff like that, where we need men mm -hmm. to protect us mm -hmm. because we still get attacked. We still get all these different things. Like men will stand by and witness our assault and film it and put it on Instagram or world star or whatever. Mm -hmm. What I mean, like, and like, especially generationally, like women have been brought to come up to seek the, um, the desires, the affections and the attention mm -hmm. of men. We're, we're socialized that way. We're classified like to be like, what about this? And you know, like the things we do. And I love this generation and this time that we're at, and we still haven't finished evolving where it's like, I dress for me. I do my hair for me, my makeup for me. I'm not doing this to get men. I mean, there are still pick me's out there and a lot of them. And mm -hmm. that's their thing for people who like that traditional ideology. But um, I didn't want to dominate the whole conversation. No, you're good. You're still good. Um, I think that the, the concept of um, marriage and, and family and within the episode um, I feel like um the episode was very one sided when it came it to that. Was. Um, and in it, in I feel like the episode was amazing in itself within itself. It was. But the, the concept story was, was amazing. amazing, and I mean the graphics was even better. But um, yes, I was. do. I feel like it was like you have kids and ruin your life. Um, because like they the people who chose to have kids, it was like their life was ruined. Yeah, but then they backdoored and said if you don't want to have kids. So maybe I need to retract my statement about it being a pro-life ad because exactly. the women, the the people who did choose to have kids, um, they were willing to be, um, to sacrifice themselves for the, sake for the of, children, for the children. But wait a minute. Does that make them selfish? If I, if I know there's a very high chance of my child even being murdered, and I'm still going to be like, hey, I'm going to bring this I feel that's a little bit in. selfish because then it's like, you know that they have pop squads that if they catch you and find They're your children your child on site. mercilessly, like literally in this in this um, series, like they, they're the pop squad. They go around, they find people who are and they call them breeders who have had children, illegal, unauthorized children, and um, they kill them. Like they arrest the people, so the and adults this is get to live. Not a foreign concept. It's actually countries actually do that. Yeah. So, what does that? What does that mean? What does that mean if you still choose to do it anyway, knowing that the risk is death. that is death for the for, child? For the you child. get to live. I could, and the thing about it with me, I don't care if I live. I'm worried about I wanna, my exactly, child. Exactly. Exactly. So, why? Why am I? Why would I even risk putting my child in danger? To I don't know. Yeah. And then I mean, I'm sure they want us to examine morality. Like, it might be one of them concepts. It's up to the. It's up to the viewer. It's to up decide. to the viewer. You're Very not, much. They're not going to get the answer. And you know, a lot of us don't like shows or movies like that where the the it needs to be definitive. The yeah, the move the the answer or the solution is is weighed upon us. And not giving that's to lazy us. writing. No, I'm just kidding. No, lazy it's not writing. Put it on to me. <laughs> My decision. Yeah. It, Fuck those kids. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? That's why a lot of people get mad. But you know, that's real art to me. Like with Sopranos. Mm -hmm. I feel like the ending was amazing because they made you think for yourself. It's not always up to the writers to make you feel some type of way. Maybe sometimes you need to do some of the writing yourself. Maybe. A lot of people don't agree with that. A lot of people, they don't. Maybe your imagination could write a better ending, but we don't like that. 
a lot of times we just like to be spoon fed and be like, okay, good. I can walk away. I feel like low-key slug. I feel, yeah. I just feel like everything's wrapped up to me and give it to me in a bow. And that's not what art's supposed to do. Art's supposed to trigger thoughts, ideas, expressions. This is why we're sisters. <laughs> and I, I enjoy this dialogue. Yeah. So, so yes. Um, yeah, I just, I just do appreciate, I do appreciate that we have shows like this. We have mm-hmm. shows like Love Different Robots. Yes. And, and Black Mirror. And Black. Yes. Um, yes. And Twilight Zone. Yes. Um, I like, so we could get into that, but like, even too, like, so segueing into Black Mirror, what did you think of Black Mirror Bandersnatch? The one where it's like, choose your own adventure? I didn't like it. I didn't, I, know, I didn't know how to work the system, uh, so I kept getting the 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 vicious cycle, and I just gave up because I was getting frustrated because I kept choosing different things, but I kept winding, circling back around to the same scene. What do you think that means? Like, I feel like I was working too hard for the show. I feel like I was working too hard, and everybody was like, "No, I got a different ending." And I was like, "Well, I've done this five times, and now I'm going to move on to something else." I rather watch. A Blumhouse movie than another. Oh, that's how much that that show irked my nerves. I would rather watch Blumhouse. I would rather watch a Blumhouse production. Yes, on Amazon Prime. I would rather watch The Lie again. Cut, cut the tape. Like, no, I'm just playing. I'm playing. I would rather like, watch The Lie to the streets with you. No, I'm just I playing. Would, I would rather watch Nocturnal one more time. Before. I feel like I liked Bandersnatch because as a little nerd, I read several Choose Your Own Adventure books. And I did too. And so but they were not like that. I, I even think about the production, the fact that they had to write all these different stories, oh, all they these different in. plots. I'm just like that. Me, the nerd in me is just like and literally how they had to map that shit out. I was I I fucking love it. I was just like, this is amazing. It was nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm. It was ama- I mean, like after a certain number of clicks, yeah, everybody you get the same result. But I guess maybe I've got like multiple person multiple personalities or something because I was able to visit it and do different endings. And like I feel like, but um when the kiddos did it, like they got a particular ending twice. And it was like, okay. I think it's because as humans, we tend to make these ethical decisions and like that are influenced by how we were brought up, whatever, whatever. So you choose those different things. Mm -hmm. And for me, also as a Capricorn, I'm able to like remove myself and be like, "Mm, okay, so I did that. Let me see it this way. See if that works out. And I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying it was fun. Well, I'm a cancer, so I'm always going to leave my heart first. You are. And it's so emotional. And that's why you get to see the emotional part. I, I can almost guess <laughs> which endings you got now. I know you do. Yes. Okay, so if you got to choose a different ending to a movie, what movie would it be and what ending would you have changed? Mm. A movie. If I could change the ending. So many movies I would change. <laughs> um, Give me one. Give me something that I could, like. I can give you one right now. Okay. Um, Inception right now it was one of them endings where you think about it on your own so my interpretation was this i mean and i have two feels about it and like i'd have to watch it again to kind of remind myself where i was but i really felt like he didn't get out of the dream did the top fall exactly or was it i feel like he's still in i feel like unfortunately he's still in and like a lot of people are hoping that like with you his compass i feel like he's still in you feel like he's still in i feel like he's so if he's still in did the whole um so, so did any of it happen? If he's still in, exactly, it could have been the and whole I, thing was an inception. I love con- like, or was he? Did he die within the inception? And exactly. he's the one who got stuck. I, then, I think I feel like he got stuck because there's too many things he got that, that too many layers, which is what he and, talks about. Uh, when they ran into monster the house and it was like the big tornado outside, I feel like that part is when he got stuck. And he got stuck inside of the inception. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't actually make it back. And like literally he created for himself just a world that he could be satisfied in. Yes. Like, and I almost want to say he knew he was stuck and knew like, this is it. I can't get I back all it. these surface layers because it would mean require like all of the different players and for him to like have to wake up 
on each level. That's what has to happen. Like he literally has to transcend all of these layers. And it's yeah, just like, I just feel like he, he stuck to it. I, he that's funny the, that the you said that. Cause choice. I think the same thing. And then also I would change it into the black Panther because Killmonger should have never died. I'm sorry. I, that was, so my first mind was going to start there with black Panther <laughs> and Killmonger. And then I was that like, was upsetting. Nah. And I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. That was, I honestly, Kill, 100%. can we not kill ourselves? Can we just sit in jail for a little bit? That's what I was hoping. Recalibrate. Like, put him in there. Rehabilitate him. I know, like, y'all being futuristic you know black civilization, y'all can give him. I, I, I don't want him to be rehabilitated because shouldn't. I stood with the car. Because down for Wakanda was not okay. The concept of Wakanda was not okay. It was not okay with them hogging resources, technology. While watching the rest of, like, our of the people. World, or your own people. When we literally, literally could, like, outside of their border suffer in... I'm that, sorry, what? That literally speaks to so many different conversations that people don't want to have regarding like because mm, Oh, in the same way episode. to in the same way to child's girl like dropped everything to help him be Black Panther. I mean Oh, you know, black women have a history of pouring into black men only to be, you know, help them grow and, you know, be amazing. Because she had her own fight. She was on her own causes. Fight to fight. She had her own rebel cause. And then us as like comic book nerds and, and stuff like, like that. We know king, he girl. Quit trying to save side. people. Help me celebrate being king. And she was like, okay. I'm coming home. Come kidnap <laughs> okay, <so> me. <laughs> kidnap me, you know, working to, you know, right the wrongs at your, your kingdom did I'm out here helping other black people in other countries. I'm helping people who are being human trafficked. I'm out here like providing weapons and like she helping. Was, she was absolutely amazing. I feel like I feel like they actually should do a whole movie just on her and her. I know they're not. You know what we deserve? Remember when they were doing the X-Men origin story and they did Wolverine and they had that little teaser of like a baby storm. I feel and like then we never got it. I feel like we're um slowly descending into those. Because you know Disney Plus introduced WandaVision, and that then, was amazing. Yes, I feel like that's going to open the door, and then you know now we have Winter Soldier. I I enjoyed. I feel like that's where we're going. One specific scene. I feel like in the whole Disney series. Plus is going to give us those origin stories. You think Disney's going to give us Storm? I feel like you funny. I feel you funny. Like I. Feel feel like marvel is going to have to take the first step into embracing stanley is gone what you mean he would have given that's us still money that's storm. still money they ain't worried about stanley they not they gave him his intro and intro or whatever they put him in the movies i miss him i i miss him too but it's you know it's a money machine Here's the thing. It's when we allow machine. studios to give us Storm, what did they give us? They gave us Halle Berry. They gave us Halle Berry. And then they gave us the other girl who said white moms are better. And that's why she's no longer part of the franchise. Wait a minute. The girl with the mohawk that played Storm that she oh, literally she was said like on Twitter. Mm-hmm. The mohawk Storm. In the um the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse with the little dude. Uh-uh. That, that girl. Oh, the yeah. one that kept doing the weird and, voice. Mm-hmm. The guy. And so, like, that's why they got, that's, Yeah. Like, there was a whole outcry from but, Blurred you know, on X- Twitter. But honestly, we can't. The whole X-Men thing was, was trash. So Fox. I can say what I want. I mean, it, I mean, it was trash. Ain't nothing it, was, it was garbage. It was hot garbage. So I'm not looking for them to give me what I, what I need. I, I feel like um, we're at the point with, with Marvel. Um, and I feel like they have good enough repertoire with Disney, whether you believe it or not, I feel like if they come with them, and I feel like um, uh, a black comic book character is next. I feel like because they're doing Blade right now. I'm Blade. excited about that. Um, I feel like doing that is um, for them. It's more marketable. It is. It's extremely marketable, and they see that fair, but we I, are influencing the culture as far as sci-fi and yeah, nerdiness, wherever all of those things that intersectionality between comic books and I really Super hope heroes. that they do one on Wanda's sons because, you know, one of them yes. is gay. Then go ahead and reach out <laughs> to the LGBTQ community. You know? And then, you know, it's a it's an amazing origin story of WandaVision's sons that she conjured up. That Her I think theoretical that is amazing. Sons. Yeah. So um, they have a lot. They have a lot they can cover. They have a lot. They're that. very conscious. The actual original comic book. Writers they do. They were very conscious, and they were very political. I know a lot of people think that 
the comics were not political. It's just entertainment. They were extremely political. They yeah, were extremely there was a and they were intentional. Extremely intentional. That's why a lot of people um got perturbed when um when Falcon turned down Captain America, but in the original comic books, that was the struggle because they even said in the comic books, America's not ready for a black Captain America. It was a political statement. It was mm-hmm. about the injustice of black people at that time. They were very aware of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. It was on point. It was on cue. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like we covered a lot. I think we did. Um... um <laughs> do we want to get into that um i i feel like um okay time out real quick okay cut the tape how are we gonna segue into the gay spider-man i know how do we get there um let's talk about we can talk about i was gonna segue into mystique and then like with mystique being a character and a being that is like that changes genders and changes races. She was and all also that. part She's of the LGBTQ community. In the yes, comics. yeah, definitely. And so we can segue from there into gay Spider-Man. Because okay. I was going to talk about how, like, in my fan fiction that I want to get made into something real, I'm putting Storm and Gambit together because, of course, Creole in, like, Louisiana. And, like, I feel like that's the story we need and deserve. But Storm <laughs> is has Wakandian ties. She does. But also, Gambit. I loved his accent. I like, feel that like was it like would be kind of bad if her and Killmonger kind of. But you know, she's gonna get wicked and divorced from from Black Panther. She or becomes she, literally or becomes she's the queen gonna, of or Wakanda. Or they're gonna get into an argument and she's gonna kill him by accident because <laughs> you know she she did have that episode where she was like, oh, I can't control my fire," you know, and she was like, "Kill him." <laughs> she couldn't control herself, and she's like electrocuting people. Yes. Okay, wait a minute. Okay. So they in the cartoon, they played Storm, but she literally wasn't. Why was she she's talking an Omega like that? Why was she fucking, talking like that in the original cartoon? You know what? That's okay oh, because goodness, Angela Bassett. Bassett. She sounded like Beyonce <laughs> in the original cartoon. The so before we get to gay Spider-Man, Beyonce, I wanted to walk out the movie theater with Lion King when she said lions attack. I was lions like, attack. I want to knock this <laughs> microphone over when she said that. I was like. She is a very one-dimensional speaker. Amazing singer. Amazing singer. singer range um, creator. She's very creative. But it was, for some reason, when she speaks in front of a camera, it is very one-dimensional. And it, it's like nails on the chalkboard. And mind you, this is coming from a person that goes to the church of V. Yes. So I'm just like, girl, if you don't. Like everybody said, literally somebody tweeted, and it's my favorite tweet when they were talking about the movie. They said, Beyonce better talk right. And I said, Oh my goodness, Baba Watts. Can you believe they always in my life? It's none of your business. When I have blue ivy, it's none of your business. Like I just can't when I talk. I just want to see her sing. And for some reason, she'll cry when she sings. I mean, you can feel her soul, but when she talks, it is fish eyes. It's dead. It is dead. You should just record her talking separate. No, no, she just needs to get a a coach or somebody that lets her connect when she speaks. Or record her candidly, like, talking to people. I feel like she talks like that all the time. She probably does. Can you imagine? B, what do you want to eat? I want fish sticks. Oh, fish sticks. I'm mad at you. I'm so mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad at you. I don't want a big Around mouth laugh. So <laughs> Popeye's biscuits. <laughs> Jay, give me a Popeye's biscuit sandwich <laughs> and a bottle of Hennessy. You do th- you think she drinks Tennessee? Straight to the head. Straight you to the head. She thinks you I, think she about it. You think when she get lit, she get she go in. She already told us. Why are we was dancing on the beach okay, talking about watermelon and shit like uh, gay Spider Man? Uh, gays in the comic book universe in mm-hmm. general, they is afloating out here. Yeah. Um. That's a lot of them. You're not going to tell me that the gays weren't the ones that were leading the charge on half of our most beloved Disney movies. Cruella DeVille was giving me looks. Have you seen this live action trailer for the new Cruella DeVille? Looks, 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 Serving. But you know what? Um, I did see a TikTok and they made a very good point how 
they this is completely off based on the comic books, but how um how they uh how they feminize or masculinize the women the the, the we villains. talked about there's, that. there's a certain look that they give them we talked about that so bringing that to you guys and like, then it brings it to and the then we're gonna wrap it up because we'll like, do this as a whole other episode we talk about how disney it conditions us and teaches us through these like different episodes these movies that a villain looks a certain way with certain facial features um they how they make the characters a dandy like let's say we were watching um Pocahontas and the guy, the bad guy in there, like it was just like they made him in very foppish. Way, they they feminize yes. the villain mm-hmm. if it is a man mm-hmm. because on Pocahontas he did have bows and in his women, hair. Women they make them more masculine. They make them more masculine. Like when you look at Little Mermaid and like yes, very much, and they make them ethnic. Okay, so what about Tangled? Mother Golgotha. 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 I'm sorry, she was she was she was bad. She was kind of ethnic was, too. Was, you know, yeah, wouldn't she you was. say she was a particular ethnic group? Particularly. What did I think of her? Who was she? Here she is. All these people are light haired and brown hair. And, and then blonde. the dark handed woman with the, oh. the witchy lady with the curly hair. Oh. Selfish. Very well, handsome and gretily. Mm-hmm. Very so, mm, that's not peeped. Good. Very much peeped. So yeah. You know, we'll just kind of like leave it right there to marinate for you guys because these are things that we will examine, of course, and we will definitely circle back and do an episode about Disney villains and get into it yeah. and how they queer code villains, how they oh, yeah, all that's these the word. That's yes. the word I was searching for. Remember, Marley told us that. Yes. Super woke little baby. <laughs> yes. So we'll come back to that. But I mean, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We went all over. We were all over the place. But, but if you have any input, please. Please. So at this time, please like, share, subscribe, repost, follow, turn, hit the little bell so that you get our alerts and updates. Um, again, subscribe. You can follow Robin on her Instagram at yes, at M U A underscore Black Swan. That's B L A C S W A N. And it's the same on my Snapchat and TikTok. And then also I don't have a Twitter. So like, so like, yeah, like, follow, subscribe, go follow my bestie, um, like, comment, subscribe, tell us in the comments, like on my YouTube channel, tell us what else you want us to talk about, because this is going to be a reoccurring theme. You're going to see more of this lovely face and we're going to talk about more things that you were thinking about that you don't want to talk about, but like, we're really going to get into that blurdy side of like comics and superheroes, everything, television and entertainment from the perspective of like anime, animation and that sci-fi world geeky weeby shit that's us so tune in next time thank you guys so much